Robots Rise, uh, episode nine. How's it Woo. going? Good, good. Nine take two. We just had a problem with our recorder, so uh, yeah, here, here we go. fucking around with it, trying to get it fixed. Uh, here we go again, eh? Here we go again. Uh, right, big shout outs. Go on, Rob. Uh, uh, Collins, as usual. How's it going, man? You know, give us your reviews, as you always do. Tell us what you think. It's all good. We've got uh, Paul McDonald and James Wilkes, who have joined our Facebook page. And talking of our Facebook page, we know we're getting listeners, but you're not joining our page. Not talking to us. We were saying we've got um, people from Australia. We've got one person from Australia yeah, we... who's definitely listening to every single one. Be good to hear from them. We're talking to you. Yeah, so, uh, we're talking to you. Join Rob. the page because we need feedback off you <laughs> to help us improve. Uh, and also, I'm going to bribe you because we're getting a, a, a logo designed because it, it seems to, the podcast is getting, gaining momentum. We're getting downloads. Um, so we're trying to make it look a bit more professional. So we're getting a, a, a logo done. And uh, also, we're going to get a, a shitload of uh, stickers made up. So if you join our Facebook page, we will send you... Some Robots for Eyes stickers. The first run, limited edition Robots for Eyes stickers. They could be worth millions in the future. You could stick them on your eyes and have actual robots for eyes if yeah. you really want. Um, if, you, if you join the page, let us know what you think of it. We'll, like I say, we'll send you them. All you've got to do is PM us or me or Rob or whoever um, your address and uh, we will send them to you free. I'll pay for it. You know, I'll probably regret it. It's going to probably... Hundreds millions. of millions, yeah, it's going to cost me loads millions of money. Millions of pounds, but but we're going to do it anyway. So uh, yeah, get get uh, get get downloading and uh, get um, get involved in the uh, on the on the forum, the Facebook page, because we we want to see what you think. We want to talk to you. That's it. We want to interact with everyone and uh, get everyone's reviews and uh, improve ourselves, and also give you stories that you want to hear as well. Exact Mongo. But this week. We're going to crack on with the episode, and it is a big one. It's a strange one, a peculiar one. It's difficult to get it into any chronological order because um, the events are so random and spread out that we can't... It's, I mean, it's difficult to get an actual s- sequence of events, uh, but everything makes sense because it's crazy as fuck. Um, but the order of, of the events, I mean, it's anyone's guess. They're all over the joint. You can't, you can't really pin it down. I've tried my best to keep it um, as, as flowing as possible, but uh, we'll crack straight into it, and uh, hopefully you won't shit yourself because this one's nuts. Yeah. This is a Skinwalker Ranch, um, also known as a Sherman Ranch. It's an utterly bizarre and strange, often frightening ranch located on approximately 500 acres uh, southeast of Ballard, Utah. Um, it's referred to as the strangest place on Earth. The site is full of paranormal and UFO-related activities, which seem to suggest, in my opinion, an interdimensional origin, as nice. we'll find out later. Um, events on the ranch uh, have been witnessed by many people, including family members who live there and a team of research scientists who bought the ranch off the family when they wanted to sell up and bail out because shit was getting intense. The, nice. ranch, <laughs> the ranch was bought by a a research group called NIDS, which stands for the National Institute for Discovery Science. The group was set up by billionaire real estate mogul Robert Bigelow to study various fringe scientific topics, most notably UFOs. They are a scientific group only interested in trying to figure out what causes strange and bizarre events. They have no preconceived ideas or agendas. They don't dismiss anything. They observe and take, and take measurements, which is a fascinating and refreshing way to do research because as science goes, it seems that if they can't measure something, 
it tends to disregard it. Not not everything is is measurable, um, but science. If it can't hold a ruler to it, it's not real. There's a lot yeah, of yeah. things that happen. That, it's not real until it's proven, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But but it's uh, you know they, they look at it in a different way. They just gather the data and they if it's observational evidence only, it's observational evidence. If you're seeing it, you're seeing it. You yeah. know that that is that is useful information. Obviously, this research group is set up by a geezer called uh, Robert Bigelow. Robert Bigelow um, currently has a bit of information about him in case you think he's some crackpot. He's not. He has got a inflatable habitat module docked with the International Space Station. Geezer knows his shit, then. He knows what he's doing. He's got several others in independent orbits around the Earth. So if people say he's an idiot and dumb, I'd like to see your inflatable habitat module connected to the ISS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you ain't got one, you can't call him a dummy. Um, Right, Skinwalker. Where does the name Skinwalker come from? Skinwalker is a Native American description... uh, uh, of um, some sort of entity, energy, or intelligence that is known to mess with people. They say the ranch is located on the path of the Skinwalker. So whatever they these things are that they believe exist, they travel through the area, and it just so happens that the ranch is located where they go. Okay. That is why people see shit there. That's yeah. what they say. Um, this phenomena has been around since people it seems uh, it's like we were discussing in the ufo episode it's um what the god my phone's just gone off by itself there we go you see fucking some weird shit's freaking, going on yeah. it's going it's going fucking nuts siri's just turned on and talked by itself oh my um, god yeah they're uh, in the room yeah they're in the room there's a skinwalker in there <laughs> maybe that's what was pissing around with our uh, electronics before yeah yeah because <laughs> we had a bit of a recording problems that's it anyway yeah um so th- this this phenomena has been in the uh, native Indian folklore for thousands of years. Um, it seems that wherever there have been people, there have been reports of of strange events. This is what we were saying in the UFO episode. That, you know, people think that it started in 1947. It didn't. No. There's cave paintings that show weird stuff. So this Egyptian this isn't shit. Yeah, it goes it, like you say. It goes, but well, cave paintings, for instance. There you go. It goes back thousands of years. Well, I'm so. not. Yeah, I'm not saying that this is a UFO. I'm not. I don't know what this is. I'm completely baffled as to to what it possibly could be. Um, but we'll. Uh, I'll let you make up your minds as we go yeah. through it. Um, but the description of a skinwalker tends to make me think of some sort of native Indian shape shifting ghost type thing. It. This doesn't seem to be the case. It could be an interpretation of something utterly bizarre and beyond words. Uh, it may be ill-advised to call them UFOs too. It could be something beyond human explanation. Um, this isn't a haunting either, uh, as you'll hear from the stories. Uh, whatever these things are, and I think it's multiple entities, whatever they are, they display a set of characteristics that don't appear ghost-like. We're talking about something that seems to be able to read thoughts. Researchers have seen portals opening in the sky with apparent solid craft flying through and entering our world from somewhere else. And in some cases, researchers have seen other worlds on the other sides of the portals. Fucking crazy. The scientists at NIDS report have, have seen this. They have witnessed it. We'll, I've got the stories here. We'll, yeah. we'll go into it. Fucking crazy, that isn't it? It is. Uh, it's. It's. Um. I mean, if you believe what they're saying, I've got no reason to, 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 to not believe them. I mean, 
point make a load of this shit up. They're not doing it for profit. In fact, they're very, very secretive about it. They don't release a lot of the stuff that they actually find. So it's not for profit. They're keeping this stuff quiet. Um, why? When a t- this is one thing I've I've observed since doing this podcast. We're, we're we're looking into crazy subjects, which I didn't think there was anything to. I thought it was all um, probably just bollocks. But the, everything I've researched, there seems to be truth in it. Um, I, I've I've always wondered why. I mean, it, it's people ridicule crazy things without actually doing their own research. Why when a team of scientists say they have researched a way to make a battery charge up in five minutes and last a week, people are like, great, brilliant. Yeah. And they don't, they don't question That's it. it. They just get told and they go, oh, wicked, that, when's that coming out? Yeah. Exactly. They don't, they don't question it. Scientists have said it. They've done it. They accept it. But when a group of scientists say that on the Skinwalker Ranch, we seem to be dealing with some form of non-physical sentient intelligence backed up with observational evidence and research with many eyewitnesses, everyone says bollocks straight away without doing any research of their yeah. own. So before ridiculing something and before dismissing it, read into it. And you'll find, in most cases, that it's not all bullshit. Yeah, there's got to be a start to it somewhere. As in, you know, there's got to be... They can't just bring it, randomly bring it up, of the complete bullshit all the way through. There's got to be something weird going on um, for them to start coming up, well, knowing about these stories. And then, okay, some of it might end up being Chinese whispers where it gets worse and made up further as it goes along. But... It's 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 a case of of working out what's right. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, but it's hard. To, you can't you can't imagine how to work that out though because it's not real. It's it's not as when I say not real, what I mean is it's not natural. People. Um, so your brain doesn't think you just goes bollocks. Well, that's it. It's, it's well, I think the reason is because it fundamentally changes the way people view themselves, and it radically changes your perception of reality yeah, itself. Well, yeah, that's it. You, your reality is completely changed. Your your nice little comfortable bubble that you live in may not be it's just being fucking popped. It may not be what you think it is at yeah. all. Uh, it's crazy because people believe in God, uh, the Holy Ghost. Emphasis on ghost there. Uh, isn't it strange that isn't it a strange thing that for a huge percent of the people on Earth to believe in a god whilst not having any real solid evidence and they believe in it wholeheartedly they throw their faith at it and it, I'm not poo-pooing it I'm not saying it's shit but they just go with it but what these subjects which um, are it's, it's equally ju- just as believable well it's equally as crazy if, yeah. if you're thinking that a geezer made the world in seven days then that's much more bizarre than what we're about to yeah. go through to, to make reality in seven days from nothing made the earth first worldly and then, then the light which well, is hard to do. He made, <laughs> made it in the dark. Well, world leaders believe in, you know, you see our, our prime minister bowing down on the knee and praying and stuff. And it's like, you're praying to, is it, I mean, is it a ghost? If, if you go to a prime minister or a world leader who's religious and go, do you believe in ghosts? I go, shut up. And he go, well, you believe in the Holy yeah, that's Spirit. A, that's a good point. Is, is a God a ghost in a way? Or is a ghost a God? Or is it complete bullshit? I think this might be the God, this weird thing. But yeah. just approach things with an open mind. Don't don't dismiss anything yeah. until you've heard it all. The reason why I'm saying that is because this is going to get yeah. pretty nuts, this one is. It's a very, very, very strange case. Yeah. But apparently, based in reality, apparently backed up, well, it is backed up by, you know, scientific research teams. They, they stayed there when the family sold up because it was getting shit hot and they wanted to get out. Nid spent, um, they were there for 20, 24 hours a day, 
seven days a week for eight years. Right. Not okay. Yeah. Bigelow was spending that money himself. Yeah. Now, why? Why after say two years, if you were getting no results, would you would continue you, yeah. for a further six years fully staffed? Yeah, Why yeah. would you do that? 24 hours a day, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's going to cost him money. And this guy's is obviously good with money because he's got fucking billions. Well, he, he must he, do if he's got some, you know, shit flying around space and all sorts. Uh, well, he was interested in in, uh, in 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 the science side of, of, of things. He's not interested in cattle ranching. No, no. He just wants to know what the fuck's going on. So he's hurt, yeah. So he had this place for eight years at a considerable expense. He wouldn't have done that unless he wasn't getting anything out of it. Definitely. Bear that in mind. Right, um, in, I'll go, I'll go in straight into um, the, uh, the the crazy events that uh, happened to this this poor family that, cool. that live there. Uh, in 1994, Terry, Terry and Gren Sherman purchased a property in hopes of setting up a cattle ranch there. Uh, a bit about Terry. He has several college degrees in advanced training in an animal husbandry and was considered an expert in artificial insemination and had plans for raiding high, raising hybrid high-end cattle stock at the ranch right so he's, he's not an idiot his herd consisted um of uh, quite a lot of of cattle ranging from 60 to 80 uh, cows and bulls um they can that consisted of expensive top of the range top of the line heifers and four two thousand pound showcase bulls he's a practical man capable of running a business almost on he's his new own. shit basically. he can turn his hand to yeah. anything get a problem with the electrics terry's on it yeah. problem with the water Big Tez, he'll sort it. Fucking weak cow. Terry. Tez, Terry will fucking make it a champ. Exactly. He's the boy. He's yeah, the yeah. boy. Get it sorted. So he's not taking to flight to fancy. He's not. He's a very grounded, practical man interested in raising cattle and making money. And he's taking pride in his work. Um, they commented in interviews after all this had kicked off that when they viewed the ranch before buying it, that it seemed to have been abandoned for some time um, and they couldn't track down the previous owners. One interesting thing that they did know at the time that there was a lot of deadbolt locks on all of the doors, on all of the windows and all of the cupboards on both sides, inside and out. Weird, man. Why, why would you do that? I mean, well, well, as we go into the story a bit more, there might be... You might... Yeah, it's like either you can lock yourself in or lock yourself out or in... lock something in. It's done so you can. Um, uh, well, I don't say. I don't know why it's what it's done for, but having locks to me so- that that sounds like a safety, more of a safety div- like for, for yourself. Like if you put locks on both sides, you can lock yourself into somewhere. No matter where you are in the house, you if, can isolate if, yourself. If you can, if you, if it's something else, you just lock it in that room, right? But if it's for you, you can lock it from your side. So it's like you're protecting yourself. No matter where you are, you can isolate yourself. You can protect yourself from whatever is around, yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's uh, how I see it. That's the only reason why I could... But, but why but would ki- you have... Kitchen doors, though, sounds a bit mental. Why would you have a lock on both sides of your kitchen cupboard? Fat cunts eating food. Stopping or, them. or, as we will get to in a bit, you'll see, <laughs> you'll, you'll hear potentially a reason why, why they did it. Um, but other than that, the, cat, the, the ranch was, was bang on. It was booming. So they were like, let's have it. So they bought it. Uh, the first encounter with something odd came on the day that they moved their furniture into the house. As they worked, a large wolf appeared in a nearby cow pasture, which is strange as there are no wolves in that area. Um, the wolf's head was shoulder height, so it was a big bastard. It was a massive animal. I mean, it was much bigger than normal. 
It was a large creature. It's been like double, double or triple t- the, the size of a normal. It's a big fucker. Uh, the Quite animal. Easy, isn't it? it well, it, it didn't. It didn't seem. It seemed strangely untroubled by the Sherman's presence. It, it wasn't bothered by them. It was very docile. Uh, it was like it knew that they were there, but what are you going to do? Yeah, just, I'm just going to carry on. Just walk past what are you going to do? Yeah. Human. I'll just rip you to bits. I'm not scared of you. My yeah. giant wolf mouth. Um, but it calmly, calmly walked past them and over to a cattle pen. Actually, they said that it came so close to them that it, uh, they could smell it. It smelled of wet dog, and they even petted it. They even stroked it. Okay, yeah. Which is a bit odd. I mean, why would you even yeah, if do was, that? If there's a massive wolf there, and it's, I suppose the fact that it's so docile might tease you into doing it because you, cause you, you never see a wolf like that, and you think, you know, well, try and give it a stroke, maybe. Exactly. It's what, what is this? So, uh, yeah. But it walked past them, had a little bit of a fuss, and it went over to uh, a cattle pen. Obviously, they got, because they were still moving, they got the, the, um, the animals in holding pens before they got everything set up. So it, it strolled over to the pen and proceeded to grab did what wolves do. It grabbed the calf by the nose and was trying to pull it through the bars. Nice. So Terry and his son went to the rescue. Um, his son, because they were unloading all the gear to go in the house, he had a baseball bat and he was smacking fuck out of it, levering it across the back whilst Terry was booting it in the ribs. And it didn't do anything. Um, it would not stop pulling against all amazement. Like it wasn't there. Like it they just, weren't there. Sorry. Just, yeah, it had no effect. Zero effect. So whilst his son was smacking it with a bat, um, Terry ran over to the truck and got his three-five-seven Magnum. Side note, by the way, uh, Terry is a, an experienced marksman and a big game hunter of quite high respect. Uh, he knows how to shoot. He's, you know, he's, he's this isn't shit, an alien man. environment. Yeah. He knows how to shoot. Yeah. So he got the uh, the magnum and he shot the wolf point blank range with zero effect. He put the gun on its back didn't and blasted it, and it didn't do anything. He shot it again, and the wolf let go of the calf, but stood staring at them as if nothing had happened. Wasn't like, bothered. Why, why are you pissing me off? Sort of thing. Well, he'd been shot point yeah, blank yeah. range with a three five seven magnum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice. Same around going, what are you doing? He shot it two more times with a pistol and the wolf just backed off a bit as if it was annoyed. It showed no sign of pain, no injury and no blood. Terry was freaked out by this, so he went to his truck and grabbed his hunting rifle uh, and he shot the fucker again at close range. The wolf should have been dead by now. I mean, what's that? How many times it's been shot? Five times. A 200-pound bull, one of his... Sorry, 2,000-pound bull... One of his prize yeah, yeah, would have been yeah, dead. Definitely, yeah. And this is just a, a big wolf. Three, what was it? Three, seven, five. Three, seven, five magnum, so five, five times. I'm assuming that means 37.5 millimetres bullet be. or something. Or Someone will tell us. Yeah, someone will. Maybe yeah. they'll tell us on a Facebook page it's and I'll it. send them a sticker. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> fill us in, fill Come us on. in. Oh yeah, yeah. So he blasted it. Um, the fifth shot, the fifth shot from the um, uh, that, that he that he blasted it, it, it caused some hair and some flesh to drop off the wolf, but didn't seem to affect it. Um, after the sixth shot, the wolf calmly wandered off across the field into a muddy thicket. So Terry and his and his kid have shot this fucker and hit it with bats and booted it, and it's done nothing. It's walked it's off. Just, it's just. It's irritated it to a point where it's going, oh, I'm going to go now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and being as they're trying to set up a, a, a cattle business, uh, they thought it would be ill-advised to let a creature of that size and stature just stroll around wandering and just... around. So they thought, we'll have to go, we'll have to go and get this. We'll I mean, it's fucking sh- tanks to blow that fucker well, it, up. It should be mortally wounded by now. You'd think so, wouldn't you? So A, they want to just 
put it out of its misery if it is in any, which it should be, and B, it's if it's not, shots, it? so if it's not in pain, well, let's fucking kill it anyway. Yeah. So because he's a hunter, uh, he's able to track. Um, so they they gave gave pursuit. Um, they tracked it across some fields, uh, across the pasture, and down onto a muddy riverbank. Um, they tracked its uh, footprints through the uh, the mud. It's slopping through the mud. This is quite, you know, quite a deep, quite a deep area of, of silt yeah, yeah. off a backwash of a river. Um, and Terry claims that after, you know, 50 yards of going across the mud, the tracks stopped and they simply, the wolf was gone. There was nothing there. Disappeared. Yeah, they just it just stopped as if it just walked off the face of the earth. There was no tracks backing out. So it's walked onto this muddy plateau, but not walked back out. It's just fucking vanished. Just, yeah. Which is, and that's day one. An immortal wolf that has been <laughs> yeah. shot several times at point blank range. Twatted with a bat and kicked in the ribs, shot six or seven times. And just, vanished into and thin air. walks off going, oh, fucking hell, leave me alone. And yeah. then disappears. Which is very odd. So they can't find it, think it's odd, turn around, head back to the pen. Uh, when they got there, Perry, uh, Ter- Terry picked up the chunk of wolf flesh that he'd shut off. Um, and on close inspection, he said it smelt like rotten meat, as if it had aged really, really quick, which is peculiar. It shouldn't shouldn't have done that, or no. unless the wolf was made of rotten meat. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Frankenstein. Frankenstein ma- wolf. <laughs> Frankenstein wolf. Yeah. Um, a few weeks later, his wife encountered another massive wolf. Uh, its back was level with the top of the window of her car, and when it looked in, she said that it had to bend its head down to look in. Fucking hell. So this thing is fucking enormous. So fucking huge, especially with American cars. They're fucking massive. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and an interesting note as well, um, wolves had not been spotted in Utah at this point since 1922, and this was in 1994. So it's a very out-of-place animal. So out-of-place that Terry actually went and went over to... Na- when I say neighbours, they're not like next door because it's, you know, it's quite open, but he went over to the neighbours and said, you haven't got a giant wolf of you as a pet? And then they obviously... They hadn't got an immortal wolf as a pet. You know, yeah. no, nobody knows where that All thing was from. All the wolves are hiding in that wolf. That wasn't the only animal that they saw, um, which was out of place and peculiar. Terry and his wife saw what they guessed to be a 200-pound unrecognisable animal that wasn't very tall. They said, in fact, it was very low to the ground and moved like it was army crawling. It had red curly hair and a bushy tail. The animal was trying to attack a horse. It was clawing at its legs. Terry could see this happening. As he approached to help the horse, he said when he got within 40 yards, it simply vanished in front of his eyes, just blinked out of existence. How creepy, man. You'd be freaked out at the fact that, you know, because he's a cattle rancher and he's a bit farm, he he knows a lot, most animals. You'd see that. First of all, you're like, what What the fuck is that? Right? It's attacking, you charge out and it just disappears. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It's, it's, that, that would you it make would, you fucking go, what the it, fuck? If you're very familiar with farm animals... That um, LSD we had last night was hard. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're familiar with farm animals, um, which he obviously is, he's got degrees in animal husbandry, and you're familiar with, I'm guessing, the predators that prey on these animals, and this was nothing that he'd ever seen. Yeah, it's just like a weird fucking... It wasn't a creature that he recognised. He didn't yeah. know what it was, and then it vanished in front of him. Weird as fuck. Um, they experienced a lot of other odd events actually inside the house. They would often put their food shopping away if they'd been to town, leave the kitchen, only to return and find all of the food that they put away back on the kitchen table. It, it, that, that may explain why they had deadbolts on the inside of 
all of the kitchen cupboards to stop S- the some little cunt. Well, well, yeah, yeah, it could some be, little cunt coming down and putting it back. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. But how could you lock a deadbolt from the inside if you're on the outside? You'd have to be in it to lock that's, it. That's why I was saying earlier on. Is, that sounds like a safety thing. Like, like shit, there's something coming to get me. Lock yourself in the cupboard. Maybe they're trying their pasta to put the deadlock bolts on so nothing can open it. Yeah, <laughs> they also. Um, Deadlock bolts inside and outside. Oh you go into that place, you go, what the fuck? What's going on? Instantly, wouldn't you go, you'd be like, to whoever's there, you'd be like, um, what's what's all this shit about here? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make any sense. They'd often... Um, that would freak me out, to be honest. That, that would make me think, do you know what, this this is a bad idea, this place. Well, if com- there's bolts in both sides of a fucking kitchen door, I'd be like, something's literally trying to lock itself in. From yeah. something else, I think comp- compounded with the uh, seeing the other events that they had, in, uh, the, you know, encountered, the, the the locks would probably start to look slightly different. You'd be thinking, "Hang on, what, what are we going to ex- what what are we expecting now? Yeah. What I mean, what's going to be next? Are we going to dive in these cupboards and have to lock them? What yeah, the fuck? Some, some mental, some mental, crazy frog creature thing flying in the room or whatever <laughs> they, um, <laughs> they'd often find the salt put in the pepper shaker and the pepper put in the shot in the salt shaker you know, it's a little bastard fucking them around not traumatic but annoying um they said they even said actually gwen said she'd just sprinkle it into her hand as a matter of fact what's in this one oh it's pepper in the salt and oh, they yeah. just crack on not, nobody yeah, would got, even think they got used to it, it. they got yeah. used to fucking shit like that so they just do it and it'd be normal well she, she would Routinely, um, have, like have a, have a shower, and it would happen quite a lot that she'd take a, a, a you know a brush in to brush her hair and put it on the on a table in the shower, like it's just a cabinet. When she'd come out of the shower, it'd be gone, just gone, totally gone forever. Oh, not just yeah, not been moved, not moved into the kitchen, just gone. And then she'd have to buy another one. Well, that animal, you know, with its ginger hair, and bushy hair, brush. just needs to brush it back every all the time. <laughs> It seemed to like causing uh, conflict between family members. It was trying to mess about with people. Uh, one instance, Terry had a seventy-pound fence post digger, which is basically like two shovels on a on two scaffolding bars. So it, it allows you to dig a quite a small, narrow hole to a considerable Deep, depth yeah. um, to allow you to put fence posts in. Um, this fence post that he had. Uh, disappeared, just completely vanished, which caused problems, obviously, because they're trying to build fences to it's an old ranch ca- keep the cattle in. They're trying yeah. to do repairs, and you know, and without that, it's. Re- I mean, it's not going to stop them. But it's going to hinder. It's quite them. a vital tool, isn't it? On well, a, yeah, on a yeah. Farm. So, so it be it, accusation be flying about. Where did you leave that? Yeah, Where did you lose it? What the fuck you done with that? Yeah, Come gone. On. Two weeks later, it turned up twenty foot up a tree, for no reason. Why not? Just why not? Yeah, why not? Why, why not? not? Why the fuck not? <laughs> um, this is uh, where the sort of, um, I wouldn't say innocent nature of it, but the uh, the the activities, the incidents start to turn slightly more dark around now. A bit more, uh, well, aggressive or dark aggressive um, or just, just dark as in like, that's, even, that's a lot more freakier than... Dark and intimidating is what I would say. Right, and intimidating being the, uh, the the word that I would yeah. be thinking of most. Um, Terry and Gwen were out tagging calves. Um, you know, they're sticking tags in the rears basically, so they can number them or do whatever they. Yeah. I don't know. Num- calf sixty five, two yeah. months time to be fucking veal. That's it, basically. Yeah. Whatever the tags are, yeah. they're, ta- they're tagging them. Um, so they tag the they tag the one calf. Um, this is what they say. This is what they maintain. They said they tag the calf. They turn around. 
and they were no more than 40 yards away trying to get to another car to tag it where they heard the mother making a peculiar noise um, which made them turn around. When they turned around, the calf was dead. They had, they were just there, literally just there. In the time it takes to walk 40 yards, this cow has been gone from completely healthy to fucking dead. Oh, yes. 30, 30 seconds or so. Roughly. Exactly. But, but which is, I mean, when you hear about what happened, it doesn't, it, this just makes no sense. Oh, I could have had a heart attack, you say. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah it could have done. But it didn't because when they got back, uh, they found that it, it was completely dead, um, and all of the meat on its body had been removed. Every single piece of a meat, quick, quick butcher, had gone. The only thing left was the hide, the bones, which had nothing on them, like white bones. So uh, the, the skin, the bones, the fucking lot. Yeah, just a pile of bones, the skin, and its guts had been removed and uh, laid down on the floor next to it. And there was no blood on the floor. Now, this happened in 30 seconds. Impossible. It's one of them, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. For it, that time, that's impossible. It, it's, well, luckily... To kill it in that time would probably be fucking... And do it silently. Yeah, yeah. Surely it would protest. Yeah. And right. make some noise and fight or something. It doesn't... Yeah, it's, it's a very, very peculiar way to go. But Because at this point, they were... in. Uh, they, were in contact with NIDS, the National Institute for Discovery Science, and they actually got the um, the NIDS experts to um, look at the body of the calf, assess the calf. And what they said, their, their veterinarians, their scientists said that the calf had been killed by two sharp implements. Um, they, they suspect it was a machete and uh, a form of really sharp shears that were operated in a mechanical way. Okay. So they're sort of saying something mechanically chopped it up and made the meat disappear with no blood in 30 seconds. I, I can't... It's like, it's like there's like a stopwatch which can stop time. They've just went, dip, pressed a button. And you, you you may well be on when you say uh, stop time because there's an, there's an incident at the end which is... um, um uh, Which was filmed, um, which defied sort of any explanation it, it's i mean I'll, I'll i'll get to that at the end but cool. it's it's um but this is the kind of stuff that the family were going through on a regular basis and you could tell i mean just hearing that why they would want to sell up and, and get the fuck out of there yeah. uh one occasion terry asked his son to move uh, a pile of metal fence posts probably a couple of ton in weight um he spent four hours moving these posts some hundred yards away to where his dad wanted them um, he finished went in the house to chill uh, his dad was I don't know he didn't say where he was he wasn't on the ranch getting supplies doing whatever he returned um, 15 minutes after his son got into the house so he's, so he's finished moving this giant pile of, yeah, of metal he's gone to make a cup of tea he's gone say. in yeah, to have a, a beer or something and his old man's coming and went what the yeah, why hang haven't on you moved it? why haven't you moved all this stuff where, what's going on and he's like what are you talking about I spent four hours doing it I'm just having a break he said, no, you haven't. He went outside, and sure enough, the entire pile of metal fence poles that his son had just moved were put, not exactly back, but pretty much exactly where they were when he started, and just completely wrecked the whole of what he did. Now, Terry, at this point, is probably doubting his son, but he's seen some weird shit happening, well, yeah, he's seen so it. he's not 
100% convinced either way of which, you know, is his son lying or is it, is it now? They just moved themselves back. Uh, but it was confirmed to him when he himself had an incident, he was moving a, uh, a wanton pile of wood. Um, I don't know why he's moving it from where he's chopped it to where he's going to, I don't know, whatever he's Burn moving it or whatever. Yeah. 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 So he's, he's got all this, he's, he spent, I don't know how long it takes to move a ton of wood, a couple of hours, probably a few trips, maybe an hour with a wheelbarrow. An hour would be good going, actually, for a bloke to move a ton of wood with yeah. a wheelbarrow. So he's, let's say he spent an hour doing it um, by himself. He moved the wood, got it to where he needed to be, and he took a 20-minute break just to have a drink. When he came back, all of the wood was put exactly back where he started from. And just think of how many people that would take to do that. In, in 20 minutes. 15, 20 minutes, yeah. Or the amount of energy, if you're not a person, yeah. to just pick up a pile of wood and move it. it, it, it it's It's a... It's such a strange, bizarre sort of all these events that are occurring are radically different, but they clearly are connected. But they're yeah. all displaying different characteristics. They're not the same thing. It's not like yeah, someone's chucking yeah. plates you every day, you know, yeah, mutilating cows, moving yeah, wood. It's, like it's more than one thing because it's like just you've got animals attacking animals, then you've got things just moving stuff back to. So you've got different sort of. Um, levels of aggressiveness or playfulness uh, as in taking the piss out of you sort of thing it's almost like um whatever it is was at the beginning with the wolf and moving piles of wood around and metal was it gently trying to push them off i mean because the ranch was abandoned when they got there no one had been is it there. linked to the same thing i don't know it could all know. it could all be different it could be like i don't know it could be like there's just for some reason some some alternative universe uh, the, uh, or Earth at that point is there, and it just so happens to link together somehow. Something's going on. Something weird's happening. They would often be overwhelmed by strong musky odors that permeated the air from absolutely nowhere. They could never pin down where it, where it came from. Uh, the fields around the ranch would unexplicably light up at night like football stadiums. Can you imagine looking out the window and just everything's al- illuminated? Yeah, like, like fucking, what do they call them? What lights? Floodlights, massive floodlights, floodlights yeah. just illuminating fields. And you can just see cows and stuff just standing there going, what the fuck, what's going, what? In yeah. the middle of nowhere? Um, they've seen shafts of light that seem to emanate from the ground and they heard what sounds like heavy machinery operating under the earth, which is disconcerting. Yeah, that the the that the sound a bit crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, and and they heard voices, um, which I mean, this this account is, I mean, take it for what it is, but it, this is what they say. Uh, Terry and his son, um, and also his nephew, who apparently was not allowed back on the ranch after this. The parents would not let the Terry's nephew back on. Doesn't surprise me. I'm, if they've been told of the stories, and then they comes on, yeah. and he comes on, and this happens, you'd be like. If you've related to me, bro, don't bother going back there. There's, well, there's something fucking strange going on there. Yep. Yeah, well, they, according to them, uh, they heard um, loud, disembodied conversation in some form of unintelligible language. The disembodied male voices spoke in what the witnesses say was a mocking tone, and it sounded like, now get this, it sounded like they were. it was emanating 20 feet above their head. Now, they're outside... It's, it's like it's floating above them, talking. It's coming M- from... Mocking them. It's com- yeah, you've got a mocking tone coming from a disembodied, invisible voice 20 feet above your head. Imagine hearing that, like like it sounds like it's coming out of a speaker, but it's obviously not. But look, you'd be like, wouldn't you? You'd be going, looking up and going, what the... F-? 
So it we, went you, quiet you then because I was actually looking at it while <laughs> yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. He's a, a method actor. I'm ch- oh, yeah, I'm checking it out, man. Well, you would. You'd be, ch- you, you'd be like, what? what? Looking around. What is this? I mean, it would make you think you're going crazy. Yeah. You really would think you're going yeah, nuts. Yeah, you would, would. But the thing is, you also wouldn't if if um, Terry's um, cousins son and, and nephew son is hearing it at the same time. Yeah, hear it all at the same time. Be going, well, you heard that. And they go, yeah, you'd be like, um... What the fuck is going on here? Well, not only that would be confidence-inspiring because you knew you wouldn't be hearing it, yeah. but they had dogs with them and the dogs were growling at the sky and freaked out and done one. They ran back into the yeah, ranch. What the fuck? Yeah, the brave, yeah. Staring in the sky at some If a dog voice. runs away randomly, run with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they reported seeing tiny people running around on the ranch. Tiny, happy people holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> there were um, uh, physical manis- manifestations that could not be explained. One incident, Terry found that something had dug up his pasture. Several hundred pounds of soil had been scooped at the ground and had vanished. There was, you know, there's no debris around the holes. Now, the holes themselves, he said, were perfect circles, perfect to the point it looked like, um, you know, like a play-doh. Uh, like a you know you're making like a cookie cutter type right yeah yeah like shape shape cutter thing yeah yeah perfect circles in the ground as if something's come down pressed into the ground to it and taken Took it, it away which is which is peculiar because they're saying they're hearing machinery under the ground and whenever they or well, the fence post digger went missing it doesn't like you digging on the property yeah. But, I mean, but it but whatever it was so it dug itself there didn't it like something did something did to, but why? You know what I mean? It's whoa, craziness. Well, it is, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I think it's related to the uh, the, the fence post digger, which got confiscated for a couple of weeks by something. Yeah, it, they it, fucked it up into a tree. Do not dig. We do not want you digging, and we're trying to make you go. Um, they also, well, one, co- one cold morning, some heavy frost ice, some cold shit out in Utah, um, Terry was out wandering around. He found uh, in a, in a uh, puddle a perfect circle of ice that was free-floating, almost like a crop circle of ice. Just And there's pictures on the internet, just Google, you know, Skinwalker Ranch, you know, ice circle, and you'll see it. It's just a perfect circle of ice. It, I, I, no reason for it to be there like that. It just, it just is. Well, the, there's not really... There's a, there must something must have done that because if that was a naturally occurring phenomenon, you would have heard more reports of that. Now I've not researched that. There's probably someone listening that will go, oh, "Yeah, there is." You idiot. There's a certain bit of f- flooring in Utah which yeah, has got yeah, yeah. salted it around in the perfect sphere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just going by what they say, yeah, yeah. and they said they saw it like, almost like a crop circle of ice twisting around inside a pool on a weird ranch where there's immortal wolves running around. It, it's a very peculiar. Um, Peculiar situation. Uh, they once heard a couple of what they thought were dogs scrapping outside in in the dark, and that when they went out, it was two massive wolves fighting away. Um, they approached the wolves with caution because they're experiencing some crazy stuff. And um, when they got within a distance that they could see them, the uh, the wolves, whether they were waiting for them to approach that distance or whether it was just them that they knew they were being observed. Either way, when they cottoned onto Terry looking at them, they both stood up, stopped fighting, stood up and ran off on two legs like humans. <laughs> Fucking hell. That would be fucking your mind, wouldn't you? You would be thinking you're being on something, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. 
talking about being on something, there was one of the um, the PhD physicists from NIDS reported that his mind was invaded, literally taken over by some form of intelligence that warned him he was not welcome. Um, now we're getting to a, a completely different skill set because we've gone from um, uh, just showing weird creatures uh, to you've, you've got you've gone from you've gone from weird creatures to to basically things being moved to to flaws and things changing like that to to what you're going to tell me now exactly yeah it's um it's a uh, it's sort of like it's ramping up slightly um you know it's a polite nudge get off the property yeah. uh, and if you you've, don't you've had your, you've had your warnings i'm going to start on. invading your mind yeah um they would sometimes get visitors because the the stories of sca- of the of the ranch would slowly start to creep out, um, and they'd get random people turning up. Most of them they send away, send them packing. But this one particular time, there was a guy that turned up. He said he wanted to meditate in a field, and Terry and his son were like, "All right, well, something's going on here. Let's just let it. Let's just see what happens. Let's let it let it happen." So this guy's come in. Uh, he started meditating in the field. Um, Terry and his son said that whilst he was sitting down doing his thing, they noticed in the in the di- in the tree line that was around the field um, that the they could see something moving in the trees, but it, but they couldn't see it. You could see yeah, it yeah. moving. They could see things moving, which meant there's something there, but yeah. they couldn't see it. Uh, it seemed to manoeuvre through the branches to the closest point of the trees, elevated above the field. So it positioned itself in the trees, high up, but closest to the field that it could. And then it dropped out of the tre- out of the trees onto the field, ran across the field. Now they could see at this point. It, they said it covered a couple of hundred yards. In, in you know a, a few seconds, ran at the geezer that was sitting down meditating, stopped a couple of yards in front of him and just screamed in his face, just fucking went right, you know, just went mental at him. Fucking hell. Now, uh, now Terry describes what he what he saw. He said he could he could it was invisible, but it was visible. It was like a shimmering, almost like predator, total shimmer. Yeah, it, they could see it. And it was screaming at the geezer. The geezer shit his pants, no doubt. No, obviously, uh, yeah. He's not going to go. Oh, this is okay. Well, what, what <laughs> fuck he, it out. What he did is he uh, he jumped up and grabbed hold of hold of Terry. Terry said he just wouldn't wouldn't let go of him. He just just get me out of here. And this, yeah, what the fuck is that? Yeah, they don't know where it is now. And the fact it's just you know it's peacefully meditating and what it, it wakes you up out of a meditation. This thing, whatever it is. Screaming at you, 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 what you think like, you know, a nuke about to go off or something? Well, you wouldn't know what's going on. The meditation link is quite interesting because the, um, the, 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 the NIDS researchers they actually would would deliberately meditate just to provoke it into action, and it would. It didn't like you. It didn't like you um, relaxing your mind. If that's what's happening, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on when you do meditation. I mean, I'm not sure if anyone really does. No, but, um, it, it didn't like it re- the process. It, yeah. And it would do anything they, uh, anything it could to to stop and really scare you and tell you to get off. And that was a quite an intimidating way of doing it. Yeah. But but yet again, it didn't harm them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. It would harm animals, but it doesn't harm humans. And Seems a bit strange. That there's also only one road leading into this property, in okay. and out. So if anyone was messing with them, they'd know. They'd yeah. be able to see. So this isn't. This, well, the, to be honest, if you've seen something fucking running across a field in seconds, it's going hundreds of yards. 
you go, that ain't normal, that ain't so I'm messing with you. Exactly. And this is where we go uh, into, I say, the sort of the next uh, phase of events where it starts to ramp up and change gear slightly. Um, and this is where the family start to see shit flying about in the sky, basically. Um, in the spring of 1995, uh, the Shermans started seeing odd things in the sky. Whilst out checking the cattle, uh, Terry and his nephew spotted what they thought was uh, a recreational vehicle parked on the property. I suppose that's not, I mean, it's not uncommon, but it, it's its to be expected. There's yeah, a lot of land. I, I imagine that random cars and stuff w- would just drive down there because well, I've done it when I've been in my van and stuff. You, you see something and you go, oh, God, drive down there, see what that's like. Yeah. And a lot of the time, there's nothing there. You literally drive down it and you've got a mile of roads and it just leads to another field and it just stops. When you've got a 500-acre property, yeah. people are going to get lost and turn down roads. Yeah. So this is what they thought was going on. They, they thought they could see a some sort of truck in a, in a pasture. Um, so they thought, you know what, well, we'll, we'll approach it, um, figuring that the driver might have had um, mechanical trouble. Or got lost or, or, or lost something. Lost or yeah. something like that. Uh, I mean, lost, he could have just come and knocked at the, the door. That would have been an obvious thing. So they're thinking mechanical trouble here at this point. As they got closer, the truck moved silently away from them. Uh, As they moved closer, it just kept getting further. It kept a distance every time they moved. It kept that distance and moved further away. They climbed over a fence to get a better look at it. And when they did, they realized that it was not a truck. This thing, whatever it was, in broad daylight that they're seeing with their eyes, that looks like a car, it rose 50 foot off the ground sailed over the treetops and flew away into the sky, making absolutely no sound as it departed. And it wasn't a helicopter. They said it it just wasn't. This is what they described. They had a clear view of it, and they described the object. Uh, It said it was shaped like a refrigerator with a single light on its front and a red light on its back. It's got bright lights, though, which is good. Bright lights, yeah. (laughs) Civil aviation. Um, Gwen also saw uh, a lot of things flying over the house. She, this, this one is a very, this is just weird. This one is. Gwen described when she was in the house, looking out the window and seeing a square object on the ground illuminated from within. So, like, it's like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say a car, but if you had your internal lights on, that's kind of what she's seeing. Yeah, yeah. Now. So she's sitting there, seeing, looking out the window and seeing an illuminated object. Inside this object was a desk, right? Okay. And, and, and some sort of guy wearing massive headgear, busying himself doing something inside this illuminated box. The thing was apparently aware it was being watched and just gently lifted into the sky and flew away silently. How weird is that? I mean, this that is so is strange. He's got, got animals. He's got things just moving. you got... It's just, just so strange. Things flying off. you got beings in objects which are just flying off when they think they're being watched. Huge headgear. Where is it leading walls. to? Do you know what I mean? What's going on? Well, what, what's next? Well, I'll tell you what's next. Everybody in the family was seeing bizarre and unexplained aerial objects. Um, Gwen... Also, after seeing this illuminated box with a guy with giant headgear in floating about when, she re- when he realised he was, he was being observed. I, I think by that point, I probably would have got myself in a mental home. I would have gone, I think I need well, to they wanted out. myself. They wanted out. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to leave, but they, yeah. could, they couldn't. They, couldn't they, they only lasted 20 months on the property before they, yeah, they yeah. sold up to NIDS. And when they did sell up to NIDS, um, the, uh, Robert Bigelow 
persuaded Terry Sherman to stay on the ranch. He said, look, just, I'll yeah. buy the ranch off you for whatever you want. Just you, stay you here. You can stay here and run your cattle. And, I want to see what's been happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he basically said, I'll buy, I'll, buy, I'll buy your business, but you can still run it sort of thing. You yeah. know? So Terry was down with that. And, and plus Terry, double, he wanted to know what was going on. He money, wanted to know cash, going on. money, cash, hoes. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Terry, um, he, 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 uh, he was persuaded by Bigelow to stay on the ranch. And he, and he said himself, I, I wanted answers. So even after I'd sold the property, I wanted to know what canal was going on. Yeah. I just, I just didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't get it. Um, Gwen also reported that she saw... This is weird. It's just, it's just, we- it's just odd. It just doesn't make sense. But she reported that she saw an object that resembled a miniature stealth bomber, which made a ringing sound and had blinking multicolored lights. It hovered silently about twenty feet over a vehicle before flying off. She says it appeared to be scanning the ground for something. This is a weird miniature stealth bomber, but the th- it, it's almost like imitation. Because a stealth bomber does not hover. It no, needs... No, it's, it's just like a plane. It just flies. It has yeah. to have a difference in air pressure of, over the wing to, yeah. to make it lift. It has to. It's and, like a plane, yeah. It's, it basically is, really, though. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it looks like a, a stealth bomber, but it's not displaying any characteristics no. of a stealth bomber. It's hovering over stuff. It's got loads of mental lights going off. It gets even even madder now. I mean... It, what would you think it would be if, if you were at that point? If, if you were her... And you saw um, a vehicle which looks resembles a, a refrigerator, so to speak, flying off silently. You look out your window, you see some geezer in some vehicle on a, by a desk with some headgear on, and then it, it obviously recognises that you've seen it and flies off. And then you see a stealth bomber thing with flashing lights. But it's miniature. Yeah, miniature. Makes a ringing what, what, sound. What would you think is going on? Uh, exactly what I'm thinking now. I have no idea. I mean, we have to assume that what they're sa- they're telling the truth, uh, and and I, I'm inclined to think that they are. With with Nids being on on site for eight years, twenty four seven, at a massive expense to Bigelow, I can only assume that he was getting results because you would have just scrubbed it after a couple of years and just gone yeah. fuck it. There's nothing here. They're talking bollocks. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. But that's not the case. No. They stay for eight years. And he's got all these other other things which aren't linked to vehicles, animals and stuff. You know, what the... F- it's, just, it's just so many random events of random shit going on. What, what, what What's going on? Well, get this. Each family member had multiple sightings of a cloud that would hover just outside the ranch. The cloud had blinking Christmas lights... And the cloud. S- the cloud had blinking Christmas lights and silent mini explosions on the inside. I was just seeing that. Oh, what? I'd, I'd lock myself in the room. I'd close. I'd brick up the windows and I'd just just stay there till I died. <laughs> well, amongst other aerial craft seen by the Shermans, uh, a neighbour. I want to say a neighbour. I don't mean like you know. It's not like two hundred yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, what was it? You said it was something like five hundred. They've got 500 acres. acres of that. Well, I think yeah. it's 408 or 420. Yeah. I just so it's it. a big fucker, yeah. It's, 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 it's not like, it's not close as neighbours, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's the closest people, though. <laughs> so so the neighbours would um, reported seeing classic flying saucer objects, flying sombreros, and shafts of light similar to fluorescent tubes and cigar-shaped craft, uh, several football fields in size. Now, these people are not in any way associated to the Shermans. It's only when they were approached, they yeah. went, oh, fuck me, yeah, yeah we've yeah. seen fucking things as big as football fields. Yeah. What? 
What's going on? You wouldn't want to approach approach them though, would you? If you've seen this shit all the time, you you would like to know what's going on, but you wouldn't approach them about it because you don't know what the fuck's going on no. yourself. It's. I mean, th- th- this would would fast. I mean, other than the 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 uh, you know the the the, the dis- well, say the discomfort, the fucking death of animals, which isn't particularly good. It would fascinate me. But 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 this it doesn't seem to be the case. It so, would fascinate so, me on the outside. Yeah, to so say there. if you were one of the neighbours and all you were seeing was the objects flying around and stuff, it would fascinate you because you'd be. I know I know, know you obviously because you're my brother, but you you'd want to know what that you'd think. What are they doing? That's what you'd think because it, it's all over their ranch. What is it? What are they doing? Yeah. yeah. What are the, what is happening? Uh, the uh, the most common sightings that they witnessed were spheres of different sizes and colours flying around. In 1995 and 1996, the Shermans and others reported 12 incidents of seeing big orange circles flying over the ranch. Terry Sherman claims, if you believe him, he claims that holes occasionally opened up an orange in the orange spheres and other smaller spheres would, would fly out. It so could- a lot of crafts were flying out through another... Well, just a, a hole. No, no, a, 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 a literally a sphere would would fly around and I'd stop, and then other ones would come out. Oh right, sorry, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, um, it's uh, it, it's it's. I, I mean, is that ball lightning? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's odd odd weather phenomenon. Are they just watching? Are they seeing weird things in the sky because of? It seems a bit too too much though it does, to yeah. be happy. You know, you might see it once or twice. If you're lucky, but what people can say they've seen that on a regular basis. Well, not, not very many, not very exactly. many at all. Um, in 1996, sightings of blue spheres at the ranch became completely commonplace. They'd see them all the time. These spheres were said to be about the size of a football and seemed to be made of a glass-like substance, and they were filled with bubbling blue liquids that rotated on the insides. The Sherman said in April 1996 they watched one of these blue orbs circle around the head of one of their horses. The horse was completely illuminated by blue light. Um, there was no, there was a sound like static electricity in the air. So they've got this weird sphere whizzing around horse. They said you, it was. You, you would be, wouldn't you? Like, what's going to happen tomorrow? Well, yeah, do you know what I mean? Because it's off. just so it's so random. Everything's so random. You'd be like, "What's gonna? T- is it gonna be a sofa which walks or something? What's gonna happen? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, literally. Yeah, you, you don't know. A, yeah, that that doesn't sound daft. You've got a flying refrigerator. Yeah, and then you've got blue orbs which are bubbling blue. Well, blue from the inside bubbling, going around a horse. Well, they, they got re- I mean, they see these things at completely close range as well. Uh, this blue, this blue one that was whizzing around the horse was illuminating the horse, and Terry thought, "Fuck this, I'm going over." He said, he, he, as he approached it with a flashlight, um, once it was aware, if that is the case, if it can be aware. Yeah, yeah whatever I'm, I'm the just object you think yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I'm using human words to describe something which. I don't know what it is, yeah. but whatever it was, it seemed to become aware of him when he got close, and it, he said it shot off through the trees, but it went. It didn't go over them; it went through them, and it was we- like really quickly manoeuvring through the yeah. branches and not touching anything. So it was intelligently controlled. This wasn't like a random 
you know, weather phenomenon. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe ball lightning d- can move around objects and it's not intelligent. And we know that ball, li- ball lightning exists. But, but this doesn't seem to be the case because this is a, a glass sphere with bubbling blue rotating liquid in it, apparently. Yeah. Um, the Shermans say that the blue spheres seem to generate severe psychological effects on the family. Um, family ma- uh, members would feel uh, waves of fear roll over them whenever the blue orbs appeared. Uh, it was a pe- it was an appearance of one of these blue orbs, uh, and what it did uh, next that sort of convinced the family to leave. Um, so the blue orbs were what pushed them to leave in basically yeah it, might, it forced them to get the fuck out of Dodge when what it did next and it, it's not nice it's not nice uh, it happened in May 1996 Terry and Gwen were outside um, with three of their dogs and um, they say they say a blue sphere made of glass again with blue shit swirling around uh, was whizzing around a field um, Terry noticed it uh, and it came over to them when they noticed it. So it flew out of the field up to the house and it, and it was hovering w- within sort of almost touching distance. They say there was a massive amount of static in... It was like crackling. So you've got this right, blue okay, yeah. glowing glass ball with you know some sort of liquid in it and it was crackling. They said that they felt a, um, a complete euphoric feeling come over their body. Like it was complete joy and an amazement. And then in an instant, it turned into fear. Okay, yeah. They said uh, they said it was in their minds. They said it was in their minds and knew everything they did. Uh, they could feel it and inside their heads and it played on them because it, it was in them. Um, the sphere shot off. When they were when they freaked out, is it amplifying your feelings? I don't know. It could be amplifying your feelings because I'd be completely wondrous and go, oh, "What's that?" And then I probably would get a little bit freaked out. Well, yeah, because it's complete it's, euphoria it, to complete fear. Yeah, yeah. It could be just playing it's on like your feelings. curiosity to 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 like, oh my god, it's close to me. What the hell is it? Yeah. So this thing's hovering around them, um, scared the bollocks out of them, and then shot off across the field. At this point, Terry signaled to his dogs. To go after it, he says, "Like just fucking annihilate it. Well, just do anything, yeah. Because he's got no reason to think at the moment. This is that when the dogs went, fuck you, I'm off. Well, he would regret sending the dogs there, that's for sure. Because the dogs ran after it, and it it was jump. They were jumping at it. There's three of them, three dogs, jumping and and snatching at it with it with their their jaws, and it was just remaining like constantly. Sorry, I just whacked the mic, but it was a." Moving out of the way of their mouths every single time, yeah, yeah. so it, it was it was just jumping away from them, and it led them off down a path across a field and into a thicket, like uh, just some scrub ground. When it was in there, the um, Terry reported hearing like screams, dog Dogs, dog screaming, yeah, yeah and then silence, the fox, basically yeah. silence. After that, silence, horrible, horrible cries, and then complete silence. Uh, he was scared to death and didn't go out there to find out what was going on. I don't think on. I would, mate, to be honest. Well, this is what sent them over the edge to get out. Uh, he didn't want to go and look at it, so he waited to the morning. Dogs didn't come back through the night, so he's thinking, they're fucked. Yeah, they're, let's yeah. go and see. Um, he went out there. Um, he found What he found when he got there was three round spots of dried and burnt vegetation, and in the middle of each circle was a black, greasy lump now, he figured that was the dogs, and they'd been incinerated by something. Uh, the dogs are never seen again, and that was what made them think, 
fuck Got this, this. Yeah. let's get out of here man it's killing stuff now it's, it's yeah, killing yeah. animals it's killing pets they, they mate they lost they lost six family cats in one night six of their cats just fucking vanished never to come back in one night fucking hell I mean I mean they've seen this at close range a glass sphere with blue liquid rotating do you think that this could be some form of military weapon being te- doing a live test do you think it could be well, I'd, if it was, would they would they allow the humans to be involved? Okay, they they know if they can in, if they can incinerate a dog down to just like a black goo, then they know they can kill humans. You know what I mean? Would they do it and keep the humans alive? Well, they've done they do horrible things. Yeah, um, I suppose what I'm saying when I say is it is it militaries? Um, um, yes, they would they would do something like that. But 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 while I'm sort of, but would they would, would they do they... it to would they do it? What I'm trying to say is would they do it to people right, and they... and not kill them, and then they come out and come with these stories. Well, it, they sound crazy, so the military aren't going to be bothered if if they, if it is say some sort of mad drone. Um, they, they they probably wouldn't care what you say. Good, say it's an alien. Yeah, because it's distracting from what it is, and they clearly would do that to people because they bomb people on a regular basis. But what I mean is, have they got the technology to make a glowing glass sphere with blue liquid in that can vaporize dogs and read your mind? No, I don't think so. Neither do I. So what is it? What it's going on? Because yeah. na- now you've got nids on site; they're recording shit. It makes you think, though, doesn't it? Like if, if it's static, if they say it's like electrical charge, they reckon because it's got static. Yeah. Could that be what it was used to incinerate the dog? The, the dogs, yeah, it could possibly, be. It could be. Or could it? What? What? What happened? Do you know what I mean? What don't actually know. happened to them? I know. Obviously, we don't know. But don't know. they got killed. If it'd be not, it'd be interesting to be able to see if there was obviously footage to see what actually happened. Well, it's around this time that cattle were just completely disappearing altogether. Like, that was it. Like, basically, gone. the dog thing was like, that's it now. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah, start yeah, rinsing yeah. everything now. It's like it's ramping up. They were gone, simply gone. Uh, one animal, uh, one of the animals vanished from a snow-covered field. Terry traced the hoof prints in, leading into the field. The track simply stopped. He said it's as if the animal was plucked from the field into the sky. He says the animal weighed 1,200 pounds, so it's very unlikely. I mean, a helicopter can't lift that up. It can't lift that up. No. Um, over time, fourteen of Terry's prize animals were cut up and mutilated, or simply vanished, apparently into thin air. In one instance, a cow was found mutilated just five minutes after Terry had checked it. Uh, he his son found one in in a, a cow in a ravine. Uh, it was alive but in distress. It, it it fell into the ravine. Bad weather. No big deal. Now, his son left to go and get equipment to, to help it get out. When he returned, the cow was dead. Not only was it dead, the cow had had a six-inch hole wide, uh, six-inch hole, c- uh, hole c- cord 18 inches deep into its arse. It went straight up its rectum, um, like a core sample. Sorry, I, w- I wasn't there. Yeah, it it basically, something could cord a massive hole into this cow's arse and evacuated its body, all of its guts, everything through the hole. Like like it sucked it out in a way. Sucked it out. And once again, no blood, nothing, just a fucking hole, gone. Fucking hell. 
So it's, yeah, so it's, it's like like you're saying with the mechanical thing being cut earlier on. It's like another mechanical thing just just literally sucking its insides. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this was inspected by NIDS. Um, the loss of 14 expensive animals from a 80 herd, a head herd of, of cattle is extremely rare by any standards. Uh, this this basically meant that Terry and his wife were close to financial collapse. Um, one April afternoon, Terry and his wife took a, a drive into town to get some supplies. Um, they, on the way out, drove past the pen that held their four prize bulls. And Gwen commented to Terry at the time that, you know, they'd be fucked if, if anything happened to these bulls. You know, they, this is, these are their breeding bulls. If, if they go missing... You know, they're, they're really in serious, serious trouble. So they, they wandered off into town, got the bits. And when they came back to the ranch, less than an hour later, all four of the bulls were gone. The Shermans obviously began a frantic and panicked search for the four massive creatures, but couldn't find them. As a last resort, Terry decided to peek inside a, uh, a metal trailer that is situated inside the pen that was housing the bulls. Uh, he thought it would be highly unlikely that the bulls would be inside because uh, from the pen, there is only one door into the trailer and it was secured with a, a metal wire, not a padlock, a metal wire, uh, but the wire was clearly still in place. So at the moment, they're commenting that the bulls, uh, if they went missing, they'd be fucked. They can't have the bulls go. They go into town, no problems. They come back. The bulls that they were just commenting on have gone. They're searching everywhere. They look in the lockup, and in the lockup, guess what? Four bulls. Um, Terry was so shocked and amazed to see that the bulls inside the, tra- the trailer, he couldn't believe how they w- that they'd squeezed in. He said that they were standing there, crammed against each other and against the sides of the trailer. I mean, you're talking of £8,000 in weight of animal that yeah. somehow... Walked yeah. through a door made for a man, which is locked from the outside, and they're standing in there doing nothing. Now he shined his light in a torch in, and was basically, "What's going on? Are they okay?" And as he shined his light in, sorry everyone, sorry. sorry. <laughs> as he shined the light through the windows into into this pen, uh, he it, it sort of it, he sa- he says it kind of woke the cows up, like they were in a trance. You know, like, like yeah, yeah. as soon as they got some outside stimulation, they perked up, they went, whoa, 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 and yeah. then they realised where they were, and they started kicking fuck out of the trailer and yeah. each other to get out. What what Terry said though, they got them out in the end, but he said there were still cobwebs on the inside of the door, and it so, was locked. Yeah, like, and it was locked from the outside, like they've just appeared inside it somehow. In yeah. a way, yeah, that's exactly 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 what it was. There's simply no way that anyone could coax four balls through a small door into the trailer. It's it's just it's just not possible. It would be tough enough to get one of them into the trailer, but four, it's virtually impossible. It's not yeah, impossible. It's tight in there as well, and it's it's not impossible, but it's it, I mean it's it's so impractical. Yeah, that it, it, you could you can rule that out. The only door leading from the corral into the trailer was like I say, it was still securely fastened with a wire from the outside. So unless a ball can lean its hand out of a window and fucking put a cable back it's in, a clever ball. It's not happening. Can't do it. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't do that. No. But what's interesting is, um, they had commented that if anything happened to the bulls, they'd be financially fucked. And when they got back, whatever it was, 
whatever did it was sort of responding to them, saying that they'd be fucked. You're going to be fucked if you lose them. Guess what? I'm going to shove them in a trailer. Yeah. Can't. Sorry, I was just having a slurp of red stripe there. Yeah. Sponsored um, by red stripe. <laughs> um, the, uh, Bigelow was obviously aware of this case, <clears throat> and he uh, he flew to um, to Utah <clears throat> and introduced himself to the Shermans. Um, Bigelow offered to buy the ranch. This is basically how they did it because the Shermans are trying to sell it and they couldn't sell yeah, the yeah. ranch without taking a loss. And because they were losing balls left, right, and centre, they didn't want to take a loss. Yeah. And obviously, they've heard that uh, Nids had heard that this was an extremely weird case. And you know, to the rescue, luckily Bigelow yeah, came, saved them in a way. Yeah, yeah. So he bought the ranch outright and said that he wanted to turn it into a research laboratory, <clears throat> making it an ongoing experiment that might shed some light onto questions uh, and give it some sort of uh, solid scientific viewpoint. As I said before, this is where he said to Terry, look, I'll buy the ranch. You you can stay on. You can stay on. on. I'm trying to help you. You can stay on. Do what you need to do. And Terry wanted to stay on anyway against his family. Will, they said, just get the... Leave. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah, this is yeah. This is crazy. Have and you he, not seen those blue things flying around? And he, he said, "No, nah, <laughs> yeah. he, he he was um, you know, he, he wanted to stay to get answers." So at this point, the family were literally at breaking point. There was constant weird shit going down. Uh, they were only getting a few hours sleep a night due to invasive and disturbing dreams. They said it was just coming to the yeah. head and wake them up. Uh, fields were being lit up regularly, so they were you know the, the bedroom would be just like daylight. The floodlights <clears> are on, yeah. Weird half wolf man things were running around. There were crazy refrigerator aircraft buzzing them. You know, <coughs> sorry. Um, so it was a very um, intense and stressful and weird thing. things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like what, what's going? What, what? Why would you see that sort of thing? Yeah. And and you know, it, it, and obviously at the time they're trying to run a, fa- a farm, a ranch, which is dawn till dusk and more. So they're dealing with. A lot of external pressures. They're dealing with internal stress between themselves. They're getting fucking balls that have been seen to be teleported into fucking locked cabins. Yeah, it's um, it's not it's not um, it's not a good situation to be in. You can see why they wanted to bow out, even at taking a loss now. So when when Nids turned up and said, "Well, but we'll just have it," I think they were fucking, fucking loving it. Yeah, and you can stay on and crack on if you want. Even better. Um, but nobody who has studied this. I mean, as you can tell, this is a very very strange set of. Um, uh, events they're very they're all related but they don't seem to be related they clearly yeah, yeah. are because well, they're happening in one something location something weird's happening yeah. the different things are happening which is not normal yeah it's it's like you've in got in this one area you seem to have ghost otherworldly say well you seem to have ghost like activity like stuff being yeah. pulled out of cupboards you've got UFOs you've got Cattle, yeah, you've got yeah. weird there's, animals. There's everything happening at once. So no one really knows what's going on, but Nids, they were there, and they were observing and collecting data and trying to figure it out. Um, now, this is where... This is my, my, my favourite story out of, uh, out of, out of the, the instance um, that were there. Um, at this point, Nids are on site. Uh, Terry and uh, a researcher called Chad Deacon or Dietken, sorry, uh, were, were out roaming around at night. The whole perimeter's now secured. Yeah, They've yeah, got observation yeah, posts. Yeah. So they're wandering around. With the research team's in everywhere. Exactly. So it's nearly 2 o'clock in the morning. They've even got the date. It's 2 a.m. on the 28th of August, 1997. Terry and Dietken were out in a pasture uh, as part of an ongoing effort to document unusual activity. Terry and the researcher, Chad, 
um, basically said that they were out in the night and they saw what they described as a dull white light appear in the air 10 foot up. Not right next to them, but they could yeah, see yeah. it. You know, it doesn't specify a distance, but when I describe what they saw, they were close. Yeah, okay. So, so they see this um, dull white light appear. Now, both men watched intently as this light grew brighter. So they thought it was just something getting bright. Their, but their perception of what they saw started to change. Uh, they said that what they thought was a light turned out to be what looked like a three-dimensional tube. <laughs> okay. oh, it sounds crazy, but this is what they reported. Um, it, it, it looked like a three-dimensional tube, as if somebody had opened a doorway or a window with light coming through it. So if you imagine like a... Yeah, big, like, like, like a, a dark room and someone opened up a door for another room like a and free, it's flying through. A the light foot, is... So if you imagine a three-foot pipe yeah. in the sky and you're looking at it maybe maybe head-on, but a slight angle and someone's shining a torch through it, you can discern the circular uh, aspect of the, of yes, the yeah, tube yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the light coming through it. That's what they, what they saw. Um, so this this thing they said it looked like it, somebody was opening up a, a window or a doorway or something. So Terry had some night vision goggles and binoculars because they were out researching it with the teams now. So he used it to get a better look, and he said what he saw utterly shocked and com- and confused him, and he, and it, he it's never going to leave his mind. He said the dull light began to resemble a bright hole or portal, and at one end of the portal, a large black humanoid figure seemed to be struggling to crawl through the tunnel of light. Now, you've got to bear in mind, this is two guys in a field oh at God, 2 a.m. freak you out, Can you it? imagine seeing that? He said, after a few minutes of effort... He's looking at it through night vision goggles yeah. close up. After a few minutes of effort, the humanoid figure wriggled out of the light and dropped down onto the floor and ran off into the darkness. As it did, the window of light, the, port, the tube, snapped shut as if someone had turned a light switch off. They looked. They couldn't find anything. It was so that simply... black figures around it at the moment as well. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is this? Is that's what fucking up the cattle? Whatever the fuck that thing is. I don't know what it is. Is it just? Was it done to fuck with them? That that would freak me out. It's freaking the me fact, out now. Yeah, the, the the fact that it's there as well. It, it's it's been dropped. You've seen it drop and run into the woods, right? And then whatever it came out of has closed up now. It's gone. You'd be like, oh my God, it's here. Well, it's whatever right. it is, it's here. It's in the same fucking field it's as here. us. Yeah. And not only is whatever... And it probably it knows where we are as well. Well, it didn't run out of them. It just it dropped and, and just... But, I mean, could you imagine seeing a tube of light opening the, the sky? What the fuck would you do? That you could... You're looking at it with your night vision. You can see daylight on the other side. What, what would you do? What would you... I'd just... Uh, uh, be very, very scared. I mean, and a completely fascinated... When you retreat, I'd, I'd go straight back to the safest research point or whatever, where there's more people. Yeah. it's um, Quietly sneak back to that. They just go, I'll tell you in a bit. Let me just, let me just fucking... Give us a whiskey. Process <laughs> what's just happened. <laughs> Sit down, yeah, give me some whiskey, yeah. I seem to have witnessed some interdimensional porthole opening up and a black humanoid figure crawl through, drop on the floor, and I think it's the thing that's been killing my cows. And How's it's that been running... Answer? It ran straight into the woods, so it's, it is around at the moment. Something's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something potentially from another world is running around yeah. fucking... The fuck's up. going on, yeah. I'd be fucking fascinated and absolutely terrified. Yeah, yeah you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, so you'd be fascinated because you'd be like... It's it, here, whatever it is. But you're, that's also the terror. Well, the if fact it's, it's here, 
Whatever that is, it's here. If that is real... And what is it going to do? What has it been doing? Has it just been killing my cattle? Has it been doing other shit as well? Is it a show put on to scare me? Yeah. Is, it, mean, is, it, is it a blue orb thing fucking with my mind or something? We, yeah. Is this thing, is it capable of turning into light shafts with black humanoid yeah. figures? What the fuck can it, can it do? A, can it be a refrigerator? Can it yeah. be an orb? Yeah. What is it? I mean, is this an apparition? It. It, oh, I'd be fucking terrified. Yeah. I'd be yeah. very, very concerned because what I mean, are you literally seeing something from another world or dimension crawl what through? What the fuck is it? Yeah, you know, well, it definitely is because because they saw it. Yeah, they saw if something just appeared out the sky outside, just popped out. Sorry, I was leaning across looking out the window again. <laughs> <Get> scared. <laughs> We're recording um, this in the pitch black, by the way. You, you, that's you'd be fucking freaked out. That bit, you'd be like, I've got to get out of here. Yeah, well, well, by now the nids were permanently on the ranch, as we said before. They were there for twenty four hours a day, seven days a week for eight years. Yeah, uh, I mean, we, we said it before. It was a considerable cost to Robert Bigelow, and they must have been getting results. Why eight bother? Years, yeah. for, if you After were there two years or a year or so, you'd go look. Fuck all's happened. There's been like an owl which has gone. He's from employ- somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he's employing. He's employing scientists. Yeah. he's not employing idiots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they installed. I mean. This is what they did. They installed monitoring posts, positioned video cameras and other surveillance equipment around the ranch. They built new fences around the perimeter of the property to better control access to the site to rule out anyone fucking about. Yeah. So they're just isolating it and going, what's going on here in this bit? They, they constructed observation posts in fields and they staffed the property with trained observers. This is the most studied bizarre area in recent history. This is the oddest place. I mean, they even had... FBI on guard around the property to rule out anyone coming in. That was the yeah, first yeah. things NIDS did. They went, right, the most obvious thing for this is people. The people are doing this, so we need to get this area isolated Secured. and shut yeah. off and then see what happens, and, and they did. This didn't deter the phenomenon. It persisted under scrutiny, and it seemed happy to mess with the scientists whenever they were looking at it. The phenomenon, whatever it is, whatever they are, they seemed capable of anticipating the moves of any of the researchers. For example, if they placed cameras or personnel in a southern field, activity would pop up in the northern field. If they constructed, if they concentrated their efforts in the centre of the ranch, activity might ruin. It's fucking with them again. Exactly. It's just whatever it is is it's messing. I mean, it's so frustrating for them because. They, they, they've got all the kit there. They know it's happening and it's just constantly evading them, but they but, know it's happening. Yeah. It's, it's, what they should do, I, I know it might cost a lot, but just get, just get surveillance going on everywhere. Well, and then if it completely stops, you, you'd be like, what, what's, what's going on? Is it real? Do you know what I mean? Well, but Something happened on, the, uh, on July the 19th, 1998. So this, at this point, the Shermans are gone now. This is just, so, this yeah, is yeah. just nids. Um, it sheds further light. It gives you an idea of the challenges faced by the research team in order to try and gain evidence because this thing or things knows it's been observed. I don't know how it knows. It seems to be precognitive. It, it, it appears to know what you're doing before you know you're doing it and it's able to outmaneuver you. Um, but what they did is they had they put telephone poles up in the fields, right? big telephone poles, and on top of each pole they put... Um, basically a package of uh, monitoring equipment like um, video cameras, microphones, you know. Just yeah, just, yeah to try and catch frequencies and, yeah. The cameras had full view of that section of the ranch uh, and they were connected to video recorders that were able to monitor it from a distance. So, in essence, what was happening was 
um, each camera around this area was filming each camera. So okay, nothing yeah, yeah. could be messed with. Yeah, yeah. So they can't see someone climb up to fuck with a camera. Exactly. So if you break. cut the cable of one camera, another camera will get you. Yeah. So they kind of thought, ha ha. Well, yeah, we've got everything here. Got yeah. you. Uh-uh. Wrong. What happened was they were um, not monitoring it because it was, re- it was recording. But they had a um, camera go offline, basically. Uh, just, just boom, cut, power gone. They went, what's going on? They went over to it and they found that this this camera that was on a pole, they, they'd use like duct tape and like ca- cable conduit to connect uh, the uh, cables, run them down to stop cows from tripping over yeah, the yeah, sheep. Ripping them farm. out of the walls and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they um, they attended, got, got to this, this particular area and the duct tape and the uh, cable were gone, just gone again, like many other objects, just completely disappeared. Right. And they thought, fucking brilliant, we've got this on camera. Let's go back and let's have a look at this. Yeah, see the little bastard who's been fucking with us for years. Rubbing their hands together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rubbing their hands together thinking, we've got this now. So they um, went back to the monitoring post, fired up all the other cameras, and they were all rolling and they were all filming the area at the time this happened. It was all caught on camera. But what they saw just defies any explanation. The cable and the conduit that were cut and went missing, yeah. which took the camera offline, which alerted to them, that cable and conduit disappeared instantaneously on camera. When they say it disappeared, when they analysed it, the cable, all the damage, all the reams of duct tape, all the conduit disappeared in between the frame rate of the camera. So it's not a continuous film. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's taking... It's like it knew the frame rate. and it it's knew ta- Yeah, it's exactly. What, and it worked out a, a, a frame rate which one which all the cameras want out on and then yeah, it then. well apparently yeah I mean it, it, what it's done is it's it's like I don't I mean I'm, I have no idea it may be taking five pictures a second to give you a continuous motion they, they effect they're usually like thirty aren't they whatever it it's, is it's still that's, well, that's exactly. Yeah, it's enough, even yeah. madder. I mean, if it's yeah, one yeah. a second, it did it in a second. But it, whatever the rate is to give you a continuous motion of picture, I mean, they're just a series of images. Yeah. It went in, wasn't on the picture, no disturbances, got on to the camera, into the shot, removed this cable, and took it away in between the shots. That's uh, it's, I, it's, I, I mean, it's impossible. It's only, well, it, well it, it's not because it happened. But yeah, but I don't. I can't. I don't. I'd literally have no. Answer? No. I, I don't know how that's possible. Nothing was seen, so it just disappeared. It was like it, it, was, like it was messed with. Well, but they, like... It's just... <laughs> I, it, stopping time. It's like I say, it, earlier it, on, like a stopwatch. You could have done. And just stop it and rip it off with them, carry on. Could have had a week to do it. We only perceive it as a split second. It yeah. might have had a week. And there was... um. At this point, they've got like colonels on site, like a uh, ex army and military. And there's one guy's a colonel, John Alexander, who's a, retirement, a retired army intelligence officer. He still works on classic or did work on classified projects with Los Alamos National Laboratory. And he remains an advisor to NATO. These are the type of fellas they have. Yeah, on. They, yes. They're not Proper. dicks, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he says, he says, I have called it a precognitive sentient intelligence. It certainly seemed to be intelligent. And it seemed to know what we were doing even before we knew what we were doing. They inv- they also observed uh, invisible masses walking through water 
well, I say walking, moving through. They can just see m- m- water moving weirdly. Yeah, basically. yeah, you just stick a boat in the water, and then make it invisible, and it leaves a depression. Yeah. Just weird shit like that. Um, one night, they saw uh, a black, fleet, featureless anim- animal with yellow eyes, and they, they shot at it at this point, and they hit it. They know that it was up a tree. They hit it, and it fell to the ground. And when they inspected, nothing was there. Absolutely nothing other than a footprint which, on further study, matched, and get this, a velociraptor. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just so, so, so fucking random, is everything. It, is it a place where time gets messed up? Yeah. I, I mean... What's going on? What is happening? A velociraptor well, footprint. Was that black figure they shot, the, the thing that was come through the porthole thing could, as well? It could have been. And then it just disappeared again. It just fucking fucked off back down a tube of light back to Narnia. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, fuck with the fucking lion and whatnot. So, as you can tell by these accounts, and there's loads and loads and loads of, of uh, you know, stories and accounts, and uh, the orders, maybe not the same, but th- there's so much stuff going on in this case. It, you can't get a, t- a timeline order of what's yeah. happening, but I tried to group it up the best way I could from, you know... Um, from, from the start. To from the start of being sort of innocuous, nothing, you know, just weird shit. Like, I mean, I'll say innocuous, an immortal wolf's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, a wolf which is fucking ha- harmless, six foot tall. Harmless to people, it didn't, yeah. it didn't affect us. From that to messing in the kitchen, and then we started to have horrible things well, happen UFOs, to yeah. And then, then UFOs then, and stuff, it. really. And then, well, it's really interesting when you think about it because I mean, what do people describe when because you know, cattle mu- mutilation it's a thing. Um, we can do an episode on it. You know, um, people, um, farmers, and ranchers often report cattle going missing and, and getting chopped up and stuff. Um, and one of the things that they also report, which I thought was quite strange, is they always report um, if you Google cattle, cattle mutilation. You, you'll find information pretty much in every case about black helicopters. And I'm starting to think... Black helicopters? Black, black unmarked helicopters. Black unmarked helicopters that are in the area at the time that um, uh, the, the mutilations occur. Now, the that, only that's, reason... That's pretty well, odd. Well, like a military I, thing or something or what? Or, or is it a miniature stealth bomber with flashing glowing lights? Is it something imitating us to throw us off the scent? Yeah, let's nick a cow, do whatever we want to it, that will be seen. Uh, let's put a, uh, I don't know, a black helicopter up. These fucking humans have got them. That'll yeah. throw them off the scent. Because we on this particular case, we've got cattle mutilation. I don't That's know. strange. I've never I, heard of that. Obviously, you, can cattle, you see what I'm getting at, though? Yeah, when it's black helicopters, it's quite a common thing. Yeah, it is, yeah. And, and, and Gwen reported seeing a miniature staff bomber. But it wasn't quite yeah. right. And I'm thinking, are these cattle mutilation cases where we've seen black helicopters? I mean, are they really black helicopters? Could it be the fucking whatever this thing is on the Skinwalker Ranch disguising itself as a black yeah, helicopter? Could, so could, if anyone could, could sees it be everywhere it, and you just don't know about it? It's a fucking mad one, isn't and it? And it's just like, that just seems to be a blimp there. It's, everyone can sort of, well, not everyone can see it, but it happens uh, it's a more. Cra- it's a crazy tale. It's a crazy tale. And go and there's a great book called uh, which is weird as well, Hunt for the Skinwalk. And I tried to get my book out to, to gain some notes out of it. I can't fucking find it anywhere. Gone. Skinwalkers yeah, are nicking it. Fucking, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And this is take two of our podcast because for some reason it screwed up the first time round, so I'm blaming interdimensional yeah, beings. Yeah. Not only that, your phone is going doing weird shit as well. Yeah, you see, robots for, for eyes, it's real as fuck around yeah, here. Yeah, man, it's fucking skinwalkers in here. 
fucking telling us to stop making this podcast. Yeah. Well, the the, uh, the many black po- uh, the many black podcasts that we did, they um, uh, a lot of people were saying that if you talk about many black um, publicly, you'll see one. Guess what? I didn't see fuck all. No, neither did I. I didn't see shit. Maybe, maybe we'll start soon. Maybe we'll see skinwalkers and MIB sort of people. I mean, I'm looking out the window now into a dark, starry what sky. the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> we can't see shit. Imagine if a portal opened up now. Funny enough, I can see, I can see about four lights now. I can see them. Oh, what? Jeez. Blinking. Oh, my God. That's, is that blinking as well then? Yeah, there's something weird going on outside. Yeah, fucking hell. It's just Christmas lights. No one's taking it. No, it's not. It can't be Christmas lights. Oh, yeah, it is. It's Christmas lights. Don't worry. Yes, some cunt up the road's left the fucking lights on. So uh, if we don't do episode 10, it's because we've been sucked into a portal to another dimension. Yeah, we might be a blue orb somewhere or uh, a black object which has come out of some porthole. You might find us in your back garden (laughs) somewhere trying to eat your cattle if you've got any. Looking confused. Yeah. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening. Um, Like I said at the beginning, facebook.com robots for eyes we know you're in ireland we know you're in portugal get in contact speak I mean, yeah. to us australia speak to us you know austria what I mean? we're talking to you we don't know your name russia russia federation of russia that's what it is please get in contact we will send you some stickers you yeah, will man. be the first a limited run of 100 or 200 have them Robots for eyes at gmail.com too. So you can send us emails, some stories of, or comments or whatever you want to yeah, do. Man. Is there anything really? It would be great. It would be great to hear from you. And we would look into it and see what, what, we, what we can uh, throw up ourselves on the, your subjects. All right then, kids. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Laters. Bye-bye.